I'm George Groves, and you're listening to Body Shot Boxing Podcast. Hello, and a very warm welcome to the Body Shot Boxing Podcast. I'm Ronald McIntosh, boxing commentator for the BBC, and once again we'll be looking at the sweet science from a perspective that considers more than previews, reviews, results and rumour. In this episode, following George Groves' controversial defeat in his epic world title clash with Carl Froch in Manchester, we explore one of the most devastating, dispiriting and disruptive events that can befall a highly touted professional boxer, the loss of an undefeated record, coming up in this edition. From Hammersmith, London, England, it's St. George Groves! It's a loss, you know. Like For me, I'd like to avenge that loss because in 10 years' time, you know, it'll be, oh yeah, that was a dodgy decision, but it won't be as fresh in people's minds. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the 2008 Olympic gold medalist from Harleston, London, James Honestly, you lose and you, and you don't know what's going to happen next. Things go through your head like, should I like retire? Should I just call it a day? I swear to God. From Liverpool, David Price. It's devastating for me. I mean, um, you know, the, the day after, you know, it was, it was like someone had died. It was sickening to have your first loss. You know, you never think that day is going to come. And it did. The brilliant young boxers who've all experienced the bitter pill of defeat in the professional prize ring. We'll hear from them exclusively during this episode of the Body Shot Boxing Podcast as we examine the effects of a professional fighter losing their perfect record. Boxing is unique amongst professional sports in a number of ways. There's no singular title to aim for, no unified ranking system to climb. Rather than following a predetermined fixture list, boxers and their teams have to navigate their own way through the often perilous waters of professional pugilism with just their talent and their wits. Think of the professional boxing business as a game of snakes and ladders. It's a much quicker climb to the top as a winning fighter. A pair of professional prospects explain. I'm George Groves. I've got two ABA titles as an amateur, a professional, I've won the British title, the Commonwealth title, I've challenged unsuccessfully for a world title and um, in the very near future will be super middleweight world champion. It's strange, throughout your career, amateur and pro, it changes, um, there's no glitz and glamour in amateur boxing, so a win involves your hand being raised at the end, you climb out the ring, you might get a medal or a trophy and then uh, you know you, you plod off home and show your mum and dad. Um, you turn professional and winning starts to become much more important. It actually means something to your career, to your finance, to your progression, you know, the route you want to take, and also the manner of winning. You, know, you can't just go in there and just think about winning. You need to think about looking good. You need to choose the right opponents that are going to test you and make you a better fighter that's going to ultimately make you look good. Um, winning's very important. David Price, uh, three-time ABA champion, Commonwealth Games gold medalist, Olympic bronze medalist, British and Commonwealth professional heavyweight champion, 15 wins as a professional, two defeats. It's of well, it's obviously of paramount importance, winning and winning impressively. You know, I think if you want to be a success in professional boxing, you've got to entertain people. You've got to be entertaining. You've got got to have something about you which makes people want to pay to come and watch you fight. 
that's why it's so important to, to, to win impressively. And, you know, if you, if you don't win, you don't get the opportunities, you don't earn. I mean, the way I used to, to look at it was that if I don't win this fight, I mightn't get paid for my next fight. You know, because you, you go through a training camp and you're going to fight. You're going to fight, you're going to get paid no matter what. You, the fight's there, you, you, could, you could get in the ring and, and, and hate yourself and pull out. So you're going to get paid, but if you don't win that fight, Where's the next payday going to come from? So it's, it's massively important. While victory is desirable, even crucial, defeat is perhaps more inevitable. Of all the fighters immortalised in the International Boxing Hall of Fame in upstate New York, only two modern era inductees, Rocky Marciano and Joe Calzaghe, possess perfect records, untarnished by defeat or draw. It stands to reason then that if all-time greats are familiar with losing, it's fairly safe to assume that every boxer will experience a loss if they fight for long enough. And yet, talented prospects joining the professional ranks don't let the irrefutable evidence from boxing history temper their grand ambitions. James DeGaulle, Olympic gold medalist, former British and European champion, and now the reigning WBC silver champion. Well, when, well, when you first turn pro... The zero is very important, just for your pride and you want to be the best and you want to retire undefeated. You get back. You've got a lot of pressure as well, remember, Ron? Olympic gold medalist. You signed a big contract. Well, I signed a big contract. Uh, so you've got pressure. People expect you to be uh, the next best thing. But you don't think you're going to lose. I swear to God, I didn't think I was going to lose. I thought everything was going to plan out perfect. British then I was going to get a European, then I was going to box for the world title, I'm going to defend it a couple of times, and I was going to retire undefeated. That's what I really thought. Nathan Cleverly, former light heavyweight champion of the world, now soon to be uh, cruiserweight champion of the world. Well, when you keep winning, uh, as I did, I was 26 fights unbeaten, you get to a stage where you do start to feel invincible. And sometimes you need to be knocked off your perch, just a wake-up call. And the Kovalev fight... I suppose was a slight wake-up call. You know, it was a dangerous fight. You know, let, let's face it, the guy is a massive puncher, probably the best light heavyweight in the world. And I took him on. I showed massive uh, determination taking him on, a lot of heart. But I got caught. You know, and he beat me. He took his chance, and 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 all credit to him. You know, he's a, he's a top top class fighter. But it hurt. You know, it was it was it was sickening to have your first loss and. Uh, you, know, you never think that day is going to come, and it did. When that day does come, the defeated fighter often faces self-inflicted torture with tough questions posed on all manner of difficult issues. Confidence, commitment, chin, and perhaps most crucially, how to continue a career in this most unforgiving of sports. A member of the International Boxing Hall of Fame who's promoted and managed boxes for over 30 years believes that time is the most important factor in determining the next step for a fighter whose world has just been turned upside down. I'm Frank Warren and I'm a boxing promoter and a boxing manager. Um, I think it's all about, from that point of view, let, letting them get to a stage where, they, you know, where they've gone away, licked their wounds, thought about what they want to do, then come back, then we can sit down, then we can start talking about the future. But the first thing they've got to do is come to terms with what's happened and where they are. And it's for them to come to terms with it rather than me. I can't see it. I know where I am. I'm not, you know, I'm not, as you say, I've been around, I'm an old geezer now, I've been around a long time, so I can see and I know where I am with it. And I think, hang on a minute, you know, let them do it and, 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 and common sense will prevail. And we'll, all, you know, we'll, get our, we'll get our heads around it together and, uh, and work out the way forward. Ah, uh, boy. I remember them saying, 
and still undefeated and I forgot that he was undefeated as well. And I went to like say, yes, I went to celebrate. And I thought, oh, oh wait, he's undefeated as well. Then they mentioned his name. Oh, it was it was the worst feeling ever. Listen, that feeling ain't there just for a day or two. It's there for, seriously, a couple months. It was devastating for me. I mean, um, everything was going great. And I was I was heading towards, you know, big things. And a lot of people were... were putting the faith in me to, to, to bring the heavyweight title home or whatever and you know, in hindsight it might have been a bit premature because I only had 15 fights going into the Tony Thompson fight and it was like someone had died you know and you have to try and put in perspective that no one had died you know you'd lost a boxing fight but it's so difficult honestly it, it, you, you feel sorry for yourself even though you're trying and not to feel sorry for yourself and it's a tough thing you know you, you lose Boxing's a sport of extremes. I mean, when when you're up, when you win, it's an unbelievable high. When you lose, it's, it's a terrible, terrible low. You honestly, you lose, and you and you don't know what's going to happen next. You honestly, things go through your head like, should I like retire? Should I just call it a day? I swear to God, I'm only like ten and zero or whatever, and my first loss. And I was thinking about retiring or like thinking, right, is this for me? It wasn't a nice thing at all. And then seeing people around you, like. Jim, my coach was getting criticised, saying that I should leave him and stuff like that. It takes time to get over it fully. But as I said before, uh, a lot of the greats have lost, so you've just got to dust yourself down and, and do it. So, once the defeated fighter has rediscovered his mojo, resolved to resume his career and is ready to return to the ring, it's back to the business of boxing. The terms of business, however, could well have shifted dramatically. Uh, Jeff Powell, Daily Mail boxing correspondent, chief sports feature rider, and um, probably in the business much too long. <laughs> you have to go away and regroup. I mean, James DeGale is having to do that in a rather long and painful struggle for him. He, he lost a fight where he was one point behind on two scorecards and the other was a, was a draw. How fine are these margins? By losing by one point on two cards, does that diminish him as a fighter? Probably not. What it does do is give him a problem. So while George Groves has gone on, and is now going to challenge Carl Froch. You have the Gale who's, who's fighting in small halls and suffering and frustrated. So it gives the man a problem. Yeah, you, your fighters better be a winning fighter than a losing fighter, but it's also how you lose the fight. You know, you can look at Muhammad Ali, you can look at Ray Leonard, you can look at all those guys. They've all got losses on their record, and there are good fighters who've had losses. Sometimes there might be a dodgy decision, sometimes they might be beat, but it's not the end of the world. If you've got it in you, you can come back. That's what life's about, is coming back from failures. If life was all about just success, then you'd never appreciate the success because you haven't had the loss to appreciate it. You know, I'm not a big believer in everybody's got to have a 100% record. I've seen good fighters come and go over the years and I've seen you know I've seen a few losing fighters who, who probably been better than winning fighters you know guys who've got perfect records I think it's become much more of a an issue recently than it ever used to be it's suddenly become a crime to lose which is ridiculous I mean Manchester United don't win every game it's just become crazy Muhammad Ali lost and Sugar Ray Robinson lost not least to Turpin over here um, Leonard lost, I mean the great fighters have basically lost. There was a kind of the curiosity almost of Rocky Marciano who is the one great name that retired undefeated in that era. But there wasn't an obsession with it. I also think the idea that because a fighter's unbeaten is more dangerous is not completely true because it's really what's inside the fighter as to how determined he is. It's nice to be undefeated um, but 
as some of the greatest fighters of all time will tell you, that is the way you come back from a loss, which is important. I mean, Ali said it, and Lennox Lewis said it, and all kinds of people said it. It's what happens after your defeat. If you've got that, that thing inside you which makes a great fighter, that doesn't go away with one loss. And that's exactly the rather contradictory position that George Groves finds himself in now. His record shows a loss, TKO by nine against WBA and IBF world super middleweight champion Carl Froch. But such was the manner of the challenger's performance during that pulsating encounter, including dropping the champion for just the second time in his illustrious career. Groves' profile is higher than it's ever been. But with no championship belt to show for his efforts, he's not in a position to dictate terms as he'd hoped. It's definitely um, affected me. The loss from this fight will um, certainly hinder me from, from, from a business sense. I'm promotionally free, managerially free, and expected to have two world titles and have the world at my feet. I wouldn't be chasing Carl Foch for a rematch right now. I'm pretty sure I'll be chased by him and everyone else in the division. Financially, it's obviously huge. The difference between champion money and, and challenger money is um, catastrophic. You know, it's, it's almost soul-destroying. But you know, I came out of that fight with a higher profile. I was involved in a big pay-per-view event and came out with a lot of people on side. A lot of people you know, felt I was, I was robbed. Because of that, because of the way I performed and because I sort of had to go out there and walk the walk, I've got people on side, people, if I said I'm boxing anyone now, as long as it was a good fight, people would be well on their way to come and watch me fight. It definitely affected people, I've, people are still moaning about it now, front cover of the boxing news three weeks in a row. It was a big fight, it was a great story and it was a, it was a, a huge injustice, so uh, rematch, from my, in my opinion, is inevitable unless Carl Frost decides to hang up the gloves. It's definitely made a huge impact on my career having a loss, but Ultimately, it just comes down to what do you bring to the table, and I, I bring to the table not no longer an undefeated record, but I'm a I'm a good fighter. I'm an exciting fighter. I'm a young fighter. I'm a hungry fighter. I want to get on and um, fight anyone in the world. I think that uh, that in itself is uh, something that is almost rare in the boxing game now. Because of that, uh, I'll do okay. You know. Chapter two begins for me mentally in a better place and in, and in enjoying my boxing a lot more with that removed burden and pressure of being unbeaten you know and with that off the shoulder now it's um, going to be a lot more stress free and an improvement in performance I'm close to feeling as good as I felt before I'd even lost the fight if not better because the pressure's off you know that that, that pressure's off my shoulders now where the def the def you've had the defeat the worst that can happen has happened to me twice this year and you know what I can handle it. It's not the end of the world. I've lost the fight. And, you know, it's come to the point where it's just... Just start enjoying being a fighter again. Just start being that fighter who was fighting in Commonwealth Games and, you know, amateur tournaments where you're just doing it for the love of the sport. And that that's where I'm at now. And, and I feel that I'll get the best results now with this mentality than before. So the future is definitely bright. The future is still bright. Trust me, it is, I'm telling you. I will be world champion very, very soon, I'm telling you. Uh, all I need is my chance. I'm going to grab it with both hands. Uh, and I will stay there. And I won't just be there for one or two defences. I want the massive fights. I want the big arenas. I want the big paydays. That's what I'm in boxing for. And I said I want to and I want to please the fans. I want to please the fans. I want to be the people's champ. 2014, I will become world champion. Super middleweight world champion. Um, I don't know whether that'll be in defeating Carl Froch. I don't know whether that'll be in 
uh, one of the belts at Colfox will have to vacate. I don't know whether I have to take another route, um, but I said it before, it feels the same way now. I am happy, willing, able, and plan to take the quickest route to become world champion, not the easiest route. And that's the difference in boxing right now. There's no champion out there that I look at and think, I don't fancy that guy, I'll fight anyone. And I'm gonna be world champion, I just gotta wait a little bit longer. So the talented young title contenders conclude this edition of the Body Shots Boxing Podcast, all expressing the fighting spirit and keen competitive mindset that served them so well throughout their careers. After enduring the brand new experience of losing for the first time in the professional ranks, initial emotions of sadness, self-doubt, perhaps even self-pity have been replaced by a realization that in most cases, they're the same brilliant boxer that they were before the setback, so there's no reason to reassess their ultimate ambition of fulfilling their potential. Top of the bill status may be temporarily removed, paydays might be drastically reduced, but if the desire still burns brightly within, then there's no reason that a first loss in a precarious business of professional boxing should completely derail a career or diminish a fighter's standing. I'd like to thank everyone who took part in this edition of the Body Shots Boxing Podcast. Remember, you can reach me on Twitter at Macintosh Ronald. Check out and leave feedback about the program there or on my Facebook page. But until next time, thanks for listening and be sure to stay abreast of social media for updates and information about the next episode of the Body Shots Boxing Podcast. Boxing Podcast. Podcast.